All right, we are back. The Union of the Unwanted. Ricky, take it away. What's up, everybody? Thanks for checking in with us again. Another Union of the Unwanted. If you're new to one of these, it's kind of like if we all lived together and we all met up at a bar, we just hang out and bullshit. And that's kind of what we're planning on doing. And every other Monday is the goal. Uh, I believe it's like the third or whatever one it is. And we're hoping to have different guests, different variation of guests every episode and kind of just talk about what's going on, anything anybody wants to bring up. We can bounce ideas off one another and hope to bring interesting people to provoke some interesting conversations. So a pretty simple concept, but we seem to really enjoy and have fun with these conversations because nobody has pressure to, you know, just bring a bunch of knowledge and information or or to uh, be too serious or whatnot. And uh, I'm really good at not bringing too much knowledge and information. So that's why I said that. Um, but yeah, so thanks guys for being with me. One thing that maybe on this uh, this episode we'll do is maybe introduce yourself when you first start talking, whenever you you know you join in the, for the first time, just because now I'm thinking about like people who might be listening, might hear voices, but not know who's talking. So maybe that's a, a, a good start or whatnot. But um, but yeah, thanks guys for being with me. One thing we we, we were talking just before we went on air that I, I think we could probably continue talking. Uh, and we have uh, Tony is new. Uh, he's the, the new guy joining us today. And if Tony, you want to introduce yourself and maybe uh, let us know about what the hell is going on in your state, because I think the nice thing is everybody's from a different part of the the world, so we can kind of talk about what's going on. And I know that some people have uh, COVID nineteen fatigue, but to be honest, it's just. I feel like we can't get away from talking about it. It's having such an effect on everybody's life. It'd be nice if we could just ignore it and move on, but we can't because it's now you're hearing about people who aren't even getting their tests done and having positive results showing up at their house. So, uh, so definitely something worth uh, discussing. Yeah. So I'm Tony Merkel, Confessionals, the Confessionals podcast. Uh, it started out as primarily a paranormal show and uh, we started venturing into the conspiracy realm over time. And uh, yeah, because this COVID-19 fatigue is very, very real. Um, I, I drive tractor trailer for a living full time. So when this first all started happening, uh, I was telling the guys in the beginning, late February, beginning of March at work, I said, guys, it's going to hurt our industry. It's going to hurt everything. And they were saying, no way, absolutely not. And then of course, it did. And they had these mass layoffs come in and stuff. And they were asking guys to voluntarily uh, take a layoff. And I was one of those guys. I had a lot of work to do. I have a baby coming and stuff. But uh, over that, I was out for about seven weeks. And when I came back and stuff, it was like I was stepping into a whole different world. And, uh, you know, I can't, when I go to do a delivery and stuff, I can't go in the buildings half the time. Uh, I, in Pennsylvania, where I'm at, uh, Governor Wolf just last week said pretty much that if you leave your house, you have to have a mask on. And I'm just like, make me, bro. <laughs> like, like I, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not really, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm being compliant to the sense that I'm not going to lose my job over it. But uh, it's gotten to very draconian, uh, tyrannical type stuff here in Pennsylvania. And Governor Wolf has definitely gotten a lot of power went to his head. And so, uh, like I was saying to you guys before we went live here, I am definitely considering leaving and going somewhere where they could just be left alone. I, I'm just, uh, it, it's really getting bad around here. And I was talking with some people and stuff that, um, have just really bad feelings about Philadelphia in a few months when the election gets closer and stuff. Uh, we saw some things happen in Philly recently and, uh, I live about 30 minutes from Philly, so uh, I'm not real thrilled about the whole thing. 
Yeah, no, I, I hear it. Well, Mike just did a uh, Mike. That was basically m- most of your m- motivation, right? To move was a uh, we had, what the hell's my wife and I had uh, mixed feelings. You know, we'd obviously didn't like the uh, the whole situation situation with COVID. We wanted to be closer to friends and family. You don't realize how how important friends and family are until you can't see them when you want to. And all of our family and friends uh, are in Ohio, so it made sense to kind of go back there. Plus. You know, uh, land's a little cheaper, and you know you can get yourself a few acres and a nice house, and and not break the bank. I'm just calling it an extended vacation at this point. You know, no one really knows where I'm at, and I want to keep it that way. Um, and uh, it's not for any kind of reason, really. It's just kind of like ah, I just want to lay low, kind of get things set up. But going across the country, very interesting. Uh, Jason Burmis is doing the same thing. I noticed that there weren't a lot of cops. And not until you hit uh, Indiana and Illinois. I basically, we could do 85 pretty much across the country. And uh, I saw about only 50%, maybe 40% of people wearing masks everywhere I went. And uh, so if the media is portraying this as like everyone's doing it, I did not see that everywhere I went. I wear masks because I'm a good soldier. I'm a bootlicker. And I, I do it to fit in. Um and, uh, you know, if they work, great. If they don't, then whatever. I don't know. I, 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 but I wear a mask to, to, to fit in. That's what I'm doing. It's basically, uh, you wear the gang colors and maybe they'll leave you alone. <laughs> Some of that high school trauma, you're still just trying to fit in. You're forever. I'm in my 40s. I'm trying to fit in. Can I see your mask? Uh, it's in my car. Love How dare you? You should be wearing one right now. You're putting us oh. all at risk. I know. I know. Well, well, Chrissy, thanks for joining us. Uh, some of us might know you. While you uh, unmute this, I'll just introduce you. I know you've been on uh, Sam's show, so I, I know recognize you from there. Oh, yeah. Been on Sam's show. Um, friends with Tommy G. Um, yeah, it's great to be here, guys. Uh, yeah, I'm, new, uh, I'm new to this whole world, but I've only, you know, caused a public meltdown for one celebrity so far. So, And I'll who's that? There. Chrissy Teigen. <laughs> oh, that's major. Yeah, I um, I guess uh, last week I pointed out that she deleted uh, like twenty nine thousand tweets, and she corrected me to say that she had actually deleted sixty thousand tweets, oh. and then she blocked uh, a million, actually a million people. But the, the you know, and then I didn't realize it would kick off such a firestorm because there was all a lot of people who came out with a lot of her saved tweets that have been pretty sketchy over the years and pretty like pedo ask. Um, like they said things like, Oh, I want to Anthony Weiner, this kid. Um, where can I go to watch a teenager give birth? Um, you know, what is it with these toddlers? And like, she's talking about toddlers and tiaras and she's talking about how she like loves how strong their stomachs look like creepy shit. And then also like, I love pizza. I woke up with pizza on my chest. Brad Pitt just gave me pizza. It's like, I love pizza. I've been on Twitter since the early days. I don't think I've tweeted once about pizza ever in my life. So I just was like, Hey Chrissy, this is a lot to delete for somebody with mm, sounds like you might have something to hide. And she, uh, responded, you know, she retweeted with comment, like actually it's 60,000. And, and I deleted them because you guys are, uh, I'm afraid for my family. And it's like, nobody cares about your family. Nobody's, Everybody's just like uh, talking about you and how kind of sketchy this looks right now. And then there's a clip of her on this recent Netflix show where she says to this guy, like, if you were at a fancy restaurant, 
and they had well-prepared human meat, would you have a bite? And he's like, no. She's like, oh, I would. Is that weird? So there's been a few kind of uh, red flags with her. And it just kind of blew up this week. And she went private. And then now she's not private. And a lot of you guys are probably like, why should we care about Christy Teigen? <laughs> I actually tweeted about her uh, this past week as well with that video from Extra, uh, where they basically asked, where was the craziest place you did it? And, yes. and John, and he's, oh. she's like, the Obama thing. And they said that it wasn't at the White House, it was before he is president. And I'm just like running through my head of all those things that I've seen the pictures of Obama with the, the weird headdressing on. And uh, then you just got, I start flashing back to the video clip that I saw when he was running for president, like in 2007 or something, when I don't even know who the guy was, but he was, he came on and he did official news briefing of how like he had sexual interactions with Obama and snorted cocaine oh. with him and everything. Larry Sinclair. Larry yeah. Sinclair. Yes. Yes. And yeah. I, so I tweeted all that out in the thread and stuff. And, you know, I, I'm actually kind of new to Twitter. I don't know when I created this account, but I just started using it like the last month or so. And it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. Wow. So I don't, I felt like maybe there's a little bit of a lie there because like, um, you know, after Chrissy Teigen said that John legend, like he just was panicking in this clip and, uh, and then she was like, Oh, she was like, clearly like I'm in trouble. And she was like, Oh, he wasn't at the white house. And it was before he was president. And I think that part was the lie. I think, I don't know. I feel like it was while he was president and she was just trying to like make it seem less bad. $65,000 of hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Sam's here. <laughs> Look at that guy. <laughs> I think this is the first time Sam ever beat anybody to this show. This is Really? The, yeah, because Charlie's not here yet. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Which is... Oh, there Oof. we go. But... uh, There we go. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We hear you good. Where's the babies at? I'm going to fight everybody. Sam's having some technical difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. He'll 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 get it. We hear you, Sunday. Sam. So I'm I'm gonna be jumping in and out, guys. So uh, I will put my stuff on mute when I'm doing. It. I got babies here, so uh, just let me put on my hat. Did you get yeah. a haircut, Sam? He's gone. Hey, have we started? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah kind of. <laughs> I mean, yeah, kind of. I'm the most me. unprofessional person in the world. <laughs> we like it that way. <laughs> Jason, so you, Jason, why were, how you, were the fights? Yeah, oh, it dude, it was so awesome, man. So for everybody that doesn't know, um, I've been on the road since, uh, I think I took off on July 2nd. Um, uh, my first stop was over in New Hampshire. I was already going there to go see the Jackman brothers who do a great show, show called politics and pints. Uh, they're comedians. The one, uh, is a professional Donald Trump impersonator as well. And it just so happened that the day before I was going to take off, they picked up Ghislaine Maxwell in New Hampshire. So first stop was uh, Ghislaine Maxwell's hideout. We went out there. And uh, when we got there, the London Guardian was there. Uh, the neighbors were outside across the street. I got to talk to them really quickly. There was another neighbor that came in. Uh, he had drone footage of it. There was another couple that drove from Boston just to take uh, pictures in front of the tucked away rock. So that's where I started. And, you know, I figured the live free or die state was a good place to uh, make that start, see what I had to do. 
some draconian, ridiculous things like the hotels I stayed in. I had to sign a piece of paper lying, saying that I had quarantined myself for 14 days before coming there. Obviously impossible. Did it anyway. A lot of LARPing going around with the masks and the standing. But we went out to a bar and that was pretty normal. Uh, I actually enjoyed my uh, couple of days out there. <clears throat> went out to Cleveland, stayed outside of there, hung out with the Action for Assange crew, did some videos there. Uh, from uh, Cleveland, I went to uh, just outside of St. Louis, which I really liked. And uh, so far, Missouri overall, Missouri and Iowa, man, they feel like the freest states. Don't get me wrong. I went to South Dakota as well. Um, South Dakota, you would think would be a little bit freer, but the corporate pressure on places has got people wearing masks, which makes me disgusted, vomitous, and I can't do it. Like I went in to get a haircut and I'm talking to the supercuts lady with this thing over my face that I don't want to wear. And she literally goes to me, well, I just do what I'm told. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Why are you Please. going to supercuts? Uh, because I'm on the road, Sam. I know what I'm getting with supercuts. I should have yeah, been garbage. I, I know they're garbage. Well, again, Nothing I, against I supercuts. I've had my hat hair cut by trans there before. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so uh, after that, I uh, I basically Iowa was the last spot, right? So I went to Iowa. That's a very lovely baby you have, Sam. This it's is a very, freedom very, baby oh. right here. This is a blue chew baby, yes. by the way. This oh, is a blue chew. Wow. <laughs> oh, look, look at that. that. Tony and Charlie <laughs> have the same hair as my kid. Oh, oh man. I actually man, thought you were holding Charlie. Me, I thought that was uh, that was Charlie you were holding, to oh, be honest. Yeah. I thought you guys were together. <laughs> Don't give my kids genders yet. Let them figure <laughs> it out. Oh, jeez. So this event I went to, I think is really important. You know, Pat Militich, uh, kickboxing Michael Nunn. Uh, Mississippi Valley Fairgrounds. He was good enough to give me uh, press passes, had full access, got there almost before anybody. Three and a half, four thousand people showed up. I would say less than 2% were wearing masks. Uh, if that, you can watch my videos. No one's going to get sick. Uh, nobody was scared. Nobody was, I shook a, I shook a lot of hands um, and, and it felt good. It felt good to be part of something normal again. So that's really what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a new home. I got to get out of New York. There's no way I'm staying in the Gestapo while uh, this week while I was gone, he shut down bars again. That's how I was making my living before I got back into this game. And uh, Drinking games? Know, you man. were winning I, drinking games? <laughs> yeah. I, I was running bars, Sam. That's it. You know, I wasn't winning any drinking games. I was yelling at the kids playing the drinking games. I was the old codge. But body, body shots, right, Jason? People were taking body I, shots. Not like this guy. Hey, I, you asked any of my staff. I kept it very, very fucking professional for, for, for a bar. I can tell you that. But yeah, man, I, I, I don't see the pushback in New York. I'm surprised that people have not stormed the goddamn Capitol yet and demanded Cuomo be removed because his authoritarian dictatorship he's got going on there is just completely unacceptable. Well, you know, I live in uh, Los Angeles up. and they're shutting everything oh, down, right? And then I, but I got a gig. I, I thought my gig got canceled in San Diego. I'm at the American comedy company this week. So I wasn't even going there. And they, my manager's like, why are you saying it got canceled? I'm like, they shut it down. And like, no, they didn't. So California is literally, it's based upon how much did your County push back? How much hmm. did your County push back? And if they push back, you can have everything open. If you bent over and took it, guess what? They're shutting down everything. So it's like, it's really interesting right now, dude. Well, I was in New Hampshire. I went to Hamden Beach. Actually, I saw that you were there, Jason, the same time I was. I went there for the 4th of July weekend. And uh, 
Yeah, we, I had a different experience though. Like we went to Hamden Beach, and the only people wearing masks were employees. Uh, we went to like the arcade. Uh, Jason's popping up somewhere else. <laughs> Uh, we went to the arcade and there was like this one kid looked like it was his first job ever, just like spraying things, half, half ass spraying things and wiping them down. And I remember like looking at my wife and we're, I'm like, there's kids everywhere, touching everything, sneezing, sweating because it's hot out. I'm like, that kid's not doing anything. I'm like, all it's doing. And in, in most cases, it's just the illusion of safety. It's mm-hmm. just giving you, it's like, we're okay with knowing that we're, it's not actually doing anything scientifically. As long as we feel like there's an illusion of safety, you know, it's I mean, Jumbo, it's a Dumbo's magic feather. <laughs> yeah. I saw, I saw, so I was at a, a farmer's market in, in uh, Phoenix a few weeks ago and I saw parents with masks, but their little toddler, no masks. And they take that kid home. I'm sure they take the mask off. So they just have, if the, the virus is prevalent as it is, they're just taking this disease kid around to farmer's market. So it's bizarre. Why would you even bring your kid out with no mask if it's as dangerous as they say? Right. Put them in a bubble. Yeah, well, make bubble boys. I yeah. do that. Like if I go to a, a grocery store, I'll, I'll wear a mask on myself. But I'm like, somebody might give me shit, but they're not going to give my kid shit. So I don't put a exactly. mask on my kid. So I'm just like, fuck it. I'm like, what are you going to tell? You're going to tell my son to put on a mask. Uh, yes. I'll tell him to kick you in the nuts or something. I mean, I'm in a space I'll- suit. <laughs> They did. They did that to me. I, my son, he's two and a half years old. And I he, honestly, like since this whole thing happened, we haven't even tried to take him into a store because he won't wear a mask. And so this past weekend, I went to the music store and uh, I was like, all right, let's give it a shot. We walk in there, me and my wife and him. And uh, within two minutes, they brought a mask over to him and said he needs to put a mask on. And I told my wife, just take him out to the car because I mean, he won't wear it. He's just going to take it off. So the kid for the last two and a half, I don't even know how long it's been now. It's been a while. He hasn't been in a store or anything. He's just been living at home pretty much. It sucks. Quick story here, real quick. So uh, I I have a mask because usually every store that I want to go into requires a mask. And so if I want to buy groceries, I got to wear a mask. Uh, I went to a store and I was wearing an N95 mask. This is the coveted mask that everyone wanted in March. And they were sold out. It's got the, the, it it filters out like 95% of particulates. I was wearing, going into a store I was stopped by an employee telling me they do not allow N95 masks through their door. They handed wow. me another like little fake little mask to wear this. And I asked why. And the woman who gave me the, who was giving this information looked ashamed. Like she didn't, she didn't really know what she was explaining. She says, well, the N95 mask has a filter that allows air out, but only filters air in. And I was like, well, I thought all these masks were just to prevent spit and spittle and that kind of stuff, which the mask does do. Um, and she had no response to that, so I took her mask, yeah. went in there and bought a book on conspiracies. Yep, that's exactly what it is. You have a bunch of people having no clue why they're doing it, enforcing rules that they have no clue why they're rules at all. At all. And my question is this, man, and you know, I know we're all from different states. What is, how can they fine you for something that is not law? Right. I mean, it's not a law. No legislative group voted on mass. It is one dude going, you got to wear masks. And, okay. Well, I'm not. You're going to find me. Show me the law that I'm violated. It, it doesn't make any sense. Get, I think the cities can get bylaws. Yeah. If I statutes, think statutes, statutes, get no you. Good. statutes are enforced as law. It's just a degree. Now, I don't know about in the States, but in Canada, you can get out of it just by saying you got a health condition. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, you know, I'm you telling everybody I did so much coke, my nose is messed up, I so I, I can't wear it above my my nose. Yeah, and it, which I mean, is are, true. Yeah, well, <laughs> if you have asthma, you can't. I mean, last American Vagabond, they had, and a lot of people were sharing these videos of people who had like the OSHA meters, where you can see if, like, if if you accuse your your employer of having like an unsafe environment or a workplace where the oxygen levels are low, not good good circulation or whatnot. They'll go in with these meters and they'll check what the oxygen levels are. And uh, Ryan from Last American Vagabond, I actually saw it on his uh, his show. He basically had the meter and he put it on and whatever the average reading is, that's what came up. Then he put it underneath the mask and immediately it started beeping, like saying that you were in a unsafe environment. I mean, you're restricting uh-huh. oxygen. You're you're basically poisoning yourself, you know? And um, so without a doubt, it's not safe. I mean, you ask these kids to wear it. I mean, I live in Massachusetts and they're saying every kid who's in a second grade and not pass to wear them in class and it's ridiculous. Like you, these kids are going to touch their face more often. They're restricting oxygen if they keep them on, which can't be good for you. You know, I'm, I'm surprised somebody at the gym hasn't passed out yet, harmed themselves because they're not getting enough oxygen. I mean, there's a reason why you believe you breathe heavy when you're working out because you need more oxygen. So, it, it, without a doubt, it's not. You know, it's not backed by science, just like most of the stuff. Even the N95 masks, I've heard recently that it. There, it says it, it uh, prevents 95% of particles or whatnot, but it's to a certain size. Sure. I heard uh, um, Scott Jensen, uh, Senator uh, and, and Dr. Scott Jensen, who's been very outspoken about this, he, he talked about it. He's like, it's it's like trying to prevent a, like a sneeze, maybe some some type of germs, but a virus, like it's not going to really prevent all viruses and all that stuff. So even that's kind Viruses, of silly. dude, vi- trying to stop a virus by wearing a mask is like trying to stop a bird from flying through the Grand Canyon. It's that small, yeah. right? She loves well, podcasting. Sorry, guys. <laughs> she loves the podcast. This is like her 25th podcast. She's a so veteran. Cute. Do you okay. always use the same baby on each podcast? No, no. Each that's time the mystery. We don't depending know on how they're feeling. Well, oh, you, when that you guys be a get a moment, I want to talk about this judge. I don't want to get off mask whenever you guys, but. Can we get to the judge talk and what happened with that? Because the, the Epstein link, yeah, well, yeah. If you do have to wear a mask, get your mask at the swag shop, swag. We got some protest masks, some bullshit masks, and some. Did you like, guys, we got some nice ones too, just in case you don't want to be a dude. dude buy their masks. Yeah, can did you, I will definitely. Will. Did you guys talk about Cuomo chips yet? Did I miss that? Are we talking about that? No. no? no. What oh, are Cuomo chips? Holy shit. This is the biggest, <laughs> this is the biggest thing. So like Cuomo, like it might've been in the last few days. Um, he's trying to cut down on social gathering in New York. And, uh, so he's not, I guess his, his idea is that you can't, you can't sell any kind of alcohol without some kind of food with it because he's trying to cut down on social, you know, gatherings and people going out to bars to drink, you know, and like live their lives and shit and enjoy themselves. Um, so now I'm, I'm staying at like my boyfriend's parents condo. It's like an upstate New York. And at the bar, everyone's like, fuck Cuomo, but they sell now that's in a lot of bars and restaurants. They have these things called like just Cuomo chips. Like for a quarter, you get like a fun size bag of chips with whatever drink you get just so they can get around this. You have to buy food with your drinks rule. And in some bars they're selling like literally like a shot glass of French fries just like the most comically small amount of food just to just as sort of like a fuck you to Cuomo. But local yeah, there's bars, a, there's local a bars in Massachusetts are doing the same thing. They're just giving popcorn and letting people like just serve eat. alcohol. Sorry. Oh, sorry, Charlie. Did I cut you off? 
Lab no, of I the just free. said I saw I saw a menu that someone had posted from some bar in New York somewhere, and it was like nine French fries. You know, like yep. it, it was it was like uh, a handful of chips, a dollar, mm-hmm. and and so that technically gets around it, which of course I I appreciate their creativity for this. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, here in Pennsylvania. I think it was, yeah, it was Lebanon County. They opened up too soon. So Governor Wolf didn't give him the green light to open up. And because they, that they opened up too soon, he's withholding $13 million of federal funding to help re- relieve uh, the county of the stresses that are caused because of all this. So, so that right there proves what this is really about. Okay, this is not about health. This is not about science. It's about compliance. It's about how we can make you do what we want you to do, regardless of this. Like, I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna have a debate with some dude at the front door of some uh, some grocery store about the the pros and cons of the mass, I mean, this, we, this is ridiculous. We've we've gotten into this is a f- fucking cartoon that we're living in right now. The whole it, thing's all, a cartoon. I'm telling you that I think that these, and I'm not red team, blue team, or whatever, <laughs> but I think these Democratic governors have been promised something by the Joe Biden camp that that they need to get on board with this and tank the economy and do everything that they can in their power to make sure that things are as difficult for Trump as possible and beca- and and how I will be proven correct on this hypothesis if Biden wins just watch and see who, who winds up in positions of with secretary level finally some jobs, black people like <laughs> like that maniac Whitmer in in uh, Michigan and mm-hmm. that uh, American psycho uh, son of a bitch in California and the guys in Washington and all these people that have been in Cuomo and all these over-the-top policies that don't make any sense Charlie. Just watch for them if they. That's if, a good if, point. Yeah. Charlie, if you take a look at what happened, and I, I, I you gotta, I gotta do a little more research. But supposedly, the prime minister of New Zealand was just made like the head of um of some huge, huge uh, position in the UN. And look what uh, she did to New Zealand. She stripped them of their guns right there. So mm-hmm. that's what they do. They, they what they do is it's um. It's almost like a, a, a gang jump in, right? It's like, you got to go kill somebody to get in. So they go, who wants it the worst? Do the worst that you can do to your constituents. And whoever shows that shows that they'll do whatever they have to do to get to the position. And it's like, guys, I don't know if you've been watching these hilarious polls that are going on. And mm-hmm. again, uh, the uh, the reason I like Trump is because everybody who annoys me hates him. So that's probably <laughs> the biggest reason I like him because they're so high. Give it up for Jeffrey Wilson, the black up, member Jeff? of the Union of um, Unwanted, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yes, diversity. We should make him president. <laughs> Dude, you're president, yes. brother. You're running it now. The nice thing about Jeff and black people. Okay? Now with Jeff um, and Chrissy here, there's no topics off limits. So we, yeah, uh, go ahead we and talk about redheads. Talk. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. So. I mean, that's just what they do. And well, this poll that's came out is like, and it was on Fox. And like, listen, dude. I, we could sit there and talk about Zionism, all the stuff Trump's doing with privacy, um, all the all the lobbyists he's put in. He put BlackRock in charge of the Fed, like one hundred percent. Like the dude is like, it's like picking your favorite serial killer, right? It's like they're all scumbags, okay? But it's like the when dude, and not that I love him, but man, 
the way he just smacks people around is so funny. Fox News has obviously jumped the shark and something's gone over there. I mean, they were dog mm. shit from the start, but they now they're a different kind of dog shit, right? And uh, they did a poll where they're like, oh man, uh, polls show that people think Biden's mental stability is better than yours. Right there, it's like, wow. I've never listened to a poll again. Ever in my life. <laughs> who, who are you polling? Biden's family on this one? I mean, it makes no sense whatsoever. All, didn't all the polls say he was going to lose to Hillary and it wasn't even a shot? And then, you know, he exactly. Won. That's why any, anybody who any way in shape or form listens to these polls or even not to whatever change subject a little bit, but even like Fauci's numbers, he was so wrong at first. And now we're actually listening to him again. Yeah, and he was a part of the AIDS de- epidemic, and he had really high death counts then, too. And afterwards, he was quoted at saying that he's glad that he had overestimates because it at least helped people take the situation seriously. So obviously, that's already kind of a, a reflection of, of the way he thinks. And, you know, it, it is outrageous because it's like everybody who still is taking this seriously, I just it's like it has to be politically motivated. I mean, it, it, there can't be any logic going and, you know, really uh, molding their reasoning for this issue because, and, and the problem is that it really is the case, right? I mean, everybody, uh, like, it's almost like what they say, like, not all, um, not all uh, uh, racists are Trump supporters, but all Trump supporters are racist. It's like not all anti-lockdown people are Trump supporters, but you know, it's like it's like that type of thing. We're like just about everybody who hates Trump is on one political party. Everybody who who at least is for opening up the country is on the other political party, and it, it's it's you really don't see a whole lot of like republicans or people on the right who are like you know what i think we should wear masks and and you don't see anybody vice versa and it makes you wonder like how many people are actually just looking at the facts coming up with conclusions and and really everybody's just falling for the political trick because really the reason why everybody was giving them a hard time about oxychloroquine the reason why everybody was giving them a hard time about opening the country was all because they just want him to fail and i'm not a trump supporter by any stretch of the imagination but I, it's obvious that there's an agenda and, and they're pushing it. And anybody, I mean, even if you're on the left, you have to see, I mean, they're, they're screwing, they're, they're, they're screwing people in your own party. They're screwing uh, Bernie. They're screwing anybody who has a brain and they just decide that Biden might be their best bet, which is kind of silly. And I mean, I, I, for entertainment reasons, I'd love to see those debates. Cause I mean, but <laughs> have you guys seen mm-hmm. the YouTube ads, like the YouTube ads that pop up of Biden? Okay. And I'm not a very good speaker. I mean, I'll, I'll stutter. I'll, I'll mess up and, and try to gather my thoughts. But if I had as many takes as he did to do those commercials, how do you like, <laughs> that's your best take. Yep. Like how many takes did you do? And that's your best take. He sounded so horrendous. Like he, like he couldn't get his words out. I'm like, that's like, they're probably just threw their hands up. Like, well, this is the best we're getting out of them. Not, not only and, is that your best take. Hairy legs. This is the guy. You <laughs> it's not even about the best take so much. It's like, this is your guy. This is your standard bear of the democratic party. Fucking sleepy Joe. I mean, it's absurd. I think everybody's going to vote for him down there just to make all this unsettling violence and I've heard people all this say stuff, that all this stuff go away. Maybe couldn't you make COVID, like just anything to make it go back to normal. But couldn't you make That's the right. counter argument that if he gets in because the Republican or the Democrats are so for, like they're for anything that Trump's uh, uh, against. So if Trump wants to open up the country, they're going to be so for 
closing the country longer and and making people wear masks that that's scary too so it's like you you vote in the other side like we might not get normal or or some type of uh i uh, things calming down we might just get more of this bullshit of like okay now everybody has to wear masks now everybody uh has to you know let's lock down the whole country that's, again that's and obviously just- the chess game the larger agenda we were I, we've talked about it many times by sam you and i but I mean, this is the beginning with, with China being the beta test or the model of kind of basically social credit scores. Mm-hmm. Like over there, if you jaywalk, you can't fly here. You can't ride public public transportation. Well, you don't have a mask on. You can't go to this school. You can't come into this store. So it's like they're trying to basically establish that kind of social credit. And I think, again, this is this is just the beginning. As everyone knows, and I was just talking to a good friend of mine, the unemployment's kind of run out. The free doughs run out. Now, you know, it's really about to get gangster because people are going to have to go back, try to go back to jobs that weren't there before and bellies are about to start emptying out. And I think leading up to the, to the November election, we're going to see, I mean, the condition in America is about to deteriorate very, very swiftly. You I think about- it's time to put, uh, go on, Tony. Sorry. No, I was just going to say about the credit, social credit store. I mean, talk about the vaccinations too. I mean, if you don't have mm-hmm. a vaccination, you can't go into a bar. You can't go certain Ugh. places. There's going to be there's going to be places that the, of employment that tell their people that work for them if you don't have a vaccination, you can't come into work. Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to put people in a lot a real hard spot, and I don't think that. November is going to yield great results for anybody because if Biden wins, obviously, I mean, if, if Trump wins, obviously we're not going to have any ceasing to what's been going on. I think it's going to get worse. And if Biden wins, I honestly, I don't think that I have a feeling that if Biden gets in there, there's going to be some uh, claims of, you know, foul play for that to happen. And as soon as something like that, there will out, be foul play. Right. Yeah. But, 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 but the way it happens. If, but as soon as that is said and comes out, now Trump's base is going to be even more out front that just like these people are now. I think we're gearing up for a biblical proportions coming out in November. It doesn't matter what's going to happen. And that's why I'm telling everybody on my show, start preparing now. Get your get your supplies and stuff because we saw supply chains get cut off a few months ago. That's going to get even worse. It's going to happen. We're talking about food shortages. Uh, you, Everybody talks about, oh, you know, well, let's just go down to the store and we'll get a new shirt. My wife was just at the store today and stuff. She's like, it was slim pickings. It's coming. And, and so people need to be prepared. And they need to start waking up. They're being played. The whole system is playing you. Everybody. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting that I saw a mask mandate that said it was going to be mandatory to wear masks in these certain schools uh, up through the middle of November. Ugh. Perfect. Wow. When's the election? When Charlie, you said it. When's the November? election? You mean not through flu season? Mm-hmm. You mean through the middle of November? Okay, I get it. I see what this is about now. It's not about. It's not about a virus. It's about an election. It's yeah, about. I don't think it matters who wins. I think the two parties are in cahoots, to just wheeling a bunch of authoritarianism on you mm. guys. Well, of course, yeah. And I think they, they really that. want That's everyone important. to think that it does matter who they vote for, so that everyone's just so distracted that they don't just see all the little legislation sliding through here or there and new bylaws and I, th- I think we're at a crossroads right here uh in america either we can go towards like um a chinese style of of uh, authoritarianism or we can go to some sort of corporate fascism because it's going to swing either way um not a lot of people are talking about the constitution the bill of rights i think if we want to reestablish the and really enforce and, and, and declare, hey, we really want the, the the Bill of Rights and the Constitution to remain. We just need to apply it better. I, 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 it has to come from black conservatives. 
to to mm. lead that charge. That's the only people really in in America that probably could do it and be taken seriously at this point. Um, Jeffrey, I, can you talk to your friends for us? Can you get it all going, please? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, I, I appreciate what you're saying, but I mean, it, this is, I mean, what we're what we're dealing with transcends race right now. Like every millions of people are out of work. That encompasses every race, creed, or color. Millions of small businesses are gone. That encompasses every race, creed, or color. The, the suicides are through the roof. This encompasses all of us. This is an American thing, dude. Because the globalists are definitely coming for all of us. I understand that, but I'm saying it from a a PR perspective. Hmm. From a PR perspective. This is all PR. Antifa has PR. It's it's all about public public relations. You can anybody, any can talk about the Constitution, freedom of speech, all that kind of stuff, but it's all about optics. And guys, can I say something about Portland right now? I was just in Portland. I'm telling you all the stuff you're seeing that makes it seem like this is chaos it's not dude i went out there and got my friends my friends are from a good morning jonestown podcast and they were like they were just like dude we haven't seen one blm um um, protest at all and it it wasn't until i was there saturday that we saw one and it was super tired here's the thing there are more blm signs than black people in portland (laughs) there's like 12 black people they're called the portland trailblazers and they're not even in portland right now they're in orlando so it's like i don't know where this is all coming from and this chick getting naked acting like she's some kind of like warrior you're putting your peach on the pavement and you're you're spreading (laughs) to the cops that you're supposedly fighting like what are we doing here and it's just I don't like, know if you guys brought it up already, but the the, the people in uh, Portland who were supposedly disappeared by the minivans with dress and fatigues. Were you guys talked about that or what are everybody's thoughts on that? No, we haven't got there yet. I heard that people were saying that, you know, it was unmarked vehicles, people coming out and, you know, no uniforms or anything. But I'm also here in DHS that they were in uniforms. I don't know what, what to think about it, but uh, or was it staged even? Hmm. <laughs> they, they could have been removing informants. That yeah, happened at G- I think that G7, really G20 protests. So. And they let them all out, too. They let them all out. They weren't even held indefinitely like they all thought they were going to be. I 100%. Well, yeah, you heard somebody saying when they were getting hauled off, I got you. What's your name? Right, we're going to release you. All right, we got you. We're going to release you. So it was like, it seemed kind of staged, but whatever. That was on video? Yeah. Yeah, I heard that. I didn't see that one. That's the PR battle right there. I mean, Sam was, you, you said it's all like what you know, what you saw there is mostly peaceful. So the PR is saying it's violence and uh, a federal courthouse is being attacked and there's a response. And now the city of Portland and the, the state of Oregon is filing lawsuits against Trump to get federal troops out of there. This is almost shaping up to be a state's rights issue again. And like state's rights versus federal power, like the Civil War Part Two all over again. Well, let's just not forget that it's been made legal to propagandize the U.S. citizen. Yeah. So it's it's so hard to really piece, like put together what's actually real, what's mm-hmm. actually bullshit. Because, I mean, as we all know, man, we're they've been making it so weird. And like, mm-hmm. this is so bizarre world. And everybody's like, what fucking world am I living in? And that's really by design. We're just supposed we, to be like, we've been saying this for how long now? about the, the you know being able to propagate the american public we've been saying that for years since it's happened nobody believes you we say about the the chinese social credit system we say it's coming here no it's impossible it's here and now everybody's like what's going on we've been telling you this for how yeah. long 
We yeah. would never stand right. for that. Of course, it's not coming. We would never stand for that. We're Americans. Oh, really? We're well, that's part of the whole jobs. Right? Okay, we yeah. we are covering our own faces voluntarily and shaming other people for not doing so. Let's look this this belief that we we're Americans. We would never tolerate that stuff. That's a myth. We absolutely would tolerate a social credit system. We're walking right into it. I think they they're got it already. Already, I think I think I think, they, I think they got it already, and they're. If I were in charge of this, this is what I would do to create my debt, my data set of who is uh, malleable, who conforms, and who doesn't. Uh, you could you could run analytics and get who who really likes the newest Star Wars movies, and then cross reference <laughs> that with how do they feel about masks. And you can have a data set there of who is a bootlicking uh, government lover versus people who are more independent and more liberty minded. Are you well, saying you're a fan of the Star Wars? No, I'm, I, I confused. I threw the data stuff completely off. I mean, I, yeah, you're the mask, but yeah, the Star Wars, it doesn't make sense. It does. If you, I, it, thought, that the, I if, thought that the mask uh, component or the not wearing of the mask component was a way for, for us to almost out ourselves as people that are difficult to, you know, the people that aren't going along with the control grid as, as everywhere we go, we walk in a store. I'm not going to wear a mask. I don't need that. Well, we've, we've kind of come out of the closet, so to speak. That's why Mike, that's why Mike's trying to fit in. He knows he just doesn't want to be that algorithm catching his full naked face in front of the Mm -hmm. camera. Maybe this. Well, Charlie, you said you posted a tweet a while ago, Charlie, which was really right on point. It was, you know, the mask obviously isn't about COVID. It's about compliance. And that's what we're seeing, dude. This is Pavlovian dog training 101, dude. Who's willing well, to comply and who's saying go fuck yourself? Well, who's going to who's going to comply to the vaccines? Because that is not proper. It doesn't feel like propaganda. That is coming. I mean, they're yeah. still pushing, 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 even though there's a pretty big uh, component now of the anti-vaxxers because of all the shit that's coming to light. But it's it really does feel like that's going to be next level. Are you guys going to? Are you guys going to do that? I mean, no. I'm I'm seriously considering no. not doing it and then doing whatever it takes to not not. Comply. I don't know how, logistically how do they do that logistically. I'm out here in very rural Missouri, and every weekend I like to go for a drive just out in the sticks. To you know, I'm like, how are they going to hit this house and this mm-hmm. house way in the sticks? Like they say, they have the military helping to do it, but it's like. There's so many wide open spaces out here, whether it's Missouri or a lot of these rural areas. How well, are they it going won't to be. Form? No, but it won't be like force. It'll be like at your local drugstore. Yep. It'll be here. It's, it'll be it's at the grocery free. store. Do it here. It'll be at McDonald's. I like mean, the they've already had time. those memes mm-hmm. like you can get your vaccine at McDonald's or nice. whatever, but it'll be that got, you can't go anywhere. Without I got a million it. dollar idea. Okay. You ready? Here's Fake it is. It's all of us. We're in on this. A billion dollar idea. We're going to create the app. For people who don't get vaxxed, we get the vax people to run all their errands, and then we collect <laughs> I all love that it. shit. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> I, thought about, Uber I thought about that the other day. What if like we'll have support from the people like, hey, you got to support us. We're going to stay home, but you need to deliver us everything. Well, it's interesting that the heaviest lockdown states are Democratic because it really makes it seem like they're going to trick the Republicans into taking rights away from the states even further. And that's not even necessarily true because I live in Massachusetts and Charlie Baker is a Republican and uh, he was one of the slowest people to open up. I mean, we were way behind everybody else. We were going out to eat in Connecticut first. We we're going, you know, to surrounding states because Massachusetts was so behind. And he's really I mean, that R doesn't mean shit because, you know, a lot of people are just going along with, the you know, whatever, I guess. I mean, he, it is Massachusetts. So he, he's a. Uh, 
you know, probably what they say is a New York Republican, right? So it's same type of thing where it's like he's a Republican, but he knows he's in a Democratic state, so he's keeping everybody happy. But he's, uh, yeah, he's been outrageous. I mean, they, they've uh, our gyms just opened up, restaurants were were late to open, and and the long term effects of this. I mean child abuse is going up. I mean, you look at AA meetings, people who couldn't go to AA meetings who probably are now alcoholics, you know, because they, people who couldn't go to church who, you know, I'm not religious, but people who need that just to stay sane and have a sense of community, uh, the psychological effects of all this. Mm-hmm. I mean, people, domestic violence, dude, domestic, domestic violence. violence. Yeah. People yeah. Consider other dogs and their animals. I mean, it's in oh, the suicide. keeps cool beating group. me. Oh yeah, yeah. We all have to say we fell down the stairs, Sam. We are supposed to do the sign, <laughs> Sam. It's His like baby this or something. Him up. <laughs> yeah, you have to tell him you hate yourself. Elder abuse. That's what Morse I Morse code. Morse code. <laughs> Sam's telling us something. Hey, let me. I want to ask you guys though, regardless of Republican or Democrat, how much do you think federal money is involved? You know, basically not bribing, but technically, I guess bribing or giving these guys money and gals to do this kind of draconian bullshit. Because other, I mean, I just don't see any way otherwise. Because the numbers just don't add up to necessitate what they're doing. These lockdowns, and I mean, you're. Well, there's tons of organizations bribing corporations too. I mean, they're just bribing everyone to pull the toe the line. Well, because it's small businesses are hurting, but all the big corporations, even with all that, uh, so we have a small business and we try to get that, uh, that payroll thing, you know, uh, thing, and we were like, yeah, you're on the list. And it's like, I don't get it. Like, where the fuck did all this money go? And then apparently all the money went to all the big corporations and all the small businesses. You know, they're just like, hey, the uh, money ran out. Maybe there'll be more. We'll, we'll wait and see. I so heard it's the just- Lakers got money. Sam, is that true that the Lakers actually get a chunk of that? Really? They turned, they gave it back though. Because it was they? bad okay. PR. Or yeah. they said they did. Slight, just yeah. slightly. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the whole and the, the other thing, like we're saying, is people going along with the herd. So in Massachusetts, right, for example, it's all this illusion of like, we don't have any power because there is a golf course where they said, screw you, Charlie Baker, we're cutting grass for absolutely no reason. We're going to lose the whole season. We're going to go out of business. We're min- maintaining our golf courses and we have no idea when we when we can open. So they sent an email out to everybody saying, hey, we're going to open up on this friday or whatever it may be regardless of what the the state says we're opening up anyways if we don't open up we lose our business if we do open it up we might lose our business but at least we're going to open up and uh so this gets some attention they end up getting interviewed on fox news and all of a sudden what happens because of uh you know the public uh pressure on charlie baker he says hey golf course is going to open and immediately you know that's what I, my gym same type of bullshit i go in they tell you you have to wear a mask to to go in so the second i walk in i take it off the very first day it was open i see everybody wearing a mask it was almost like high school like oh he's not getting in trouble so people start pulling it down hmm. oh he and then little by little nobody's wearing a freaking mask you know and uh so it's just a matter is an of, illusion it's it is just it's an all, illusion it's all illusion it, it is it absolutely and, Sam ghost and or people, ninja? Who is it? sorry it is ghost oh so but, beautiful but people have to do something. They can't just go along with the herd. They can't just, you know, I know it's in my nature to rebel. I mean, I was always a kid who rebelled. I mean, I was raised Catholic and I immediately started questioning everything about our, you know, the religion I was raised in and, and the church and all this stuff. And, you know, I, I, my parents wanted me to play soccer. I went and played metal and skateboarded. I mean, I just constantly go against the herd. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, I, I just think people need that because once you realize that, like, they really don't have any power and, and what, you know, what are they going to do to you? You know, like I, I do hear 
in the UK, they're finding people some serious money or in other parts of the US are finding people some, some serious money. And that, that can be a little scary, but also you're creating a new norm, right? Because what happens is like, okay, we'll just wear masks, you know? And then next thing you know, it seems when you first start wearing them, it seems unusual. Like what the fuck? Like everybody's wearing a mask. I remember the first time you went to a public place and everybody was wearing a mask. The first time I went to yeah. Target, right? That was like the day that they decided that you had to wear a mask. I went in and I'm like looking around, I'm like, this is fucking crazy. crazy. And even myself, <laughs> like little by little i'm like you know what like this is start i'm like starting to accept this which i don't like like this is just i'm used to seeing people with masks and i don't like that that's becoming the normal you know and and charlie baker said it on his guidelines like oh the new normal stage four will be when we have a vaccine or a treatment you know so it's like what the fuck does that like there's never been an rna vaccine that's worked the 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 flu vaccine is only like 30 you know some years 30 40 percent effective uh so it's like there, there is not going to be a new normal. Like this is what they're getting you to accept. I would replace that term new normal with new world order. Cause that's what they want. That's, <laughs> Basically. That's, yeah. that's a nice way of saying the new normal, the new normal, fuck the new normal. You know what? How dare you? Who told you to come into our life and start yeah. hating all these things? We, we, we have the right to not comply with this. We, we and, and by the way, if we, we outnumber them a million to one. So if we decide that it's over, it's over. We just have to collectively do that. The problem yes. is yes. that the people are sheep-like and they will go wherever they're told to go. And so if you don't have a big enough voice, then you can't tell the people, hey, where we're going is we're rebelling against this. But if they silence you, what? gee, I wonder why there was a massive deplatforming that's been happening over mm -hmm. social media over the last couple of years. Because the lead up to this election, they don't want a lot of people talking about things. They don't want to give, they don't want people giving other people ideas on how mm -hmm. to break out of, you know, whether it's the, whether it's, you know, Trump related or whatever. But now with regard to the virus, it's pretty convenient that a lot of the noisy people, the people that are the real troublemakers online, like Alex Jones and guys like that are silenced before they have a chance to lead a, a revolt against this insanity that we're just collectively agree, we're just accepting like, oh, this is fine. This is fine. It's not fine to wear a painter's mask over your face everywhere you go. It's retarded. Especially when it says on the box, it doesn't prevent doesn't you from work. getting coronavirus. It's theater. But, but even it's even medical theater, we're pretending that this stuff works. We've collectively said, I'll wear the mask and pretend like it works. If you wear the mask and pretend like yeah. it works, yes. then, we walk in there, then we take it off and go it's, shake hands and infect each I other. I make the like, same argument with condoms. I'm like, why pretend they work? Like, you know, <laughs> I just... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll pretend I haven't already poked holes in them all yet. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's that, it's that mask. And that's what's always so frustrating, whether it's this or talking about 9-11 or we I had a great conversation with my boy on JFK today. The Stockholm syndrome, the mass Stockholm syndrome and believing the people who have lied to you fucking over and over and over again. And we, you know, and, and then we become demonized, the people who get pushed back upon. I don't know if you, I know we've started to go to sidetrack, but the McCluskey people, the, the McCluskey couple here in, in uh, St. Louis, mm -hmm. uh, very affluent area of Central West End when uh, BLM broke down their gates and they oh, yeah. you know, basically assaulted, not pretty much assaulted their home and their block. They just got charged today with misuse of a firearm. So now defending your half and home, your house and home is now demonized. They are now bad guys for trying to protect their home against people who literally had already assaulted their area and trespassed upon a private area, you know, identifying themselves as BLM who have d d said, we're going to the suburbs to burn shit down, take what's ours. 
They were yelling to them about how, hey, I'm going to go live in this room and I'm going to kill your dog and this and that. Whoa. But yet they get charged. They get charged for protecting themselves. And that's a, such a huge, dangerous precedent, man. I mean, I would probably get overturned and all that other shit. But the fact that they were even charged in the first place for basically having some level of self-preservation is so disconcerting, man, because it could happen to any of us right now. I mean, the shit is the block is so hot and the powder keg is packed so tight right now. A spark could easily start this off. And the fact that you could be demonized and even charged for protecting yourself, protecting your home is absolutely frightening to me as a as a father of a daughter. And, you know, I wanting to protect my house. It's it's insane. And you would have thought that the gun control debate would have ended after the riots. You would have thought that it was like, OK, everybody needs to mm-hmm. arm up whether you want to use it or not. But like you would have just thought that that would be like, oh, you know, that gun control debate that's been going on for 50 years. OK, I think we're done with that, considering right. that the police have st- said, well, you're on your own. It's been proven yes. in court that police do not have a have a responsibility to protect you at all. They don't show up to calls and things like that. I mean, you have to defend yourself. And now and then you see you see like an example of this couple and people people are very polarized whether they want, you know, are on their side or not but like look if 500 people come marching by my house and have knocked down the gates you go outside with your machine gun you know because because you let them know if you come in this house yeah you might get me but i'm going to take a couple of you with me and i don't think that that's an unrealistic thing especially given you know it's not as if he went out looking for trouble that couple went out looking for trouble it's like trouble came to them you know i heard the uh, trigger discipline i heard the governor might pardon those uh that couple yeah. Hey, so where are all you guys on on trust in the plant? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just. I mean, we just need to trust it harder. I think. Trust harder. <laughs> the plant yeah, sucks. Let's be nothing honest. like a good psyop on top of a psyop. Plans within plans within plans. I want well, that- to believe. Like it's it's like such an interesting. Like Q is such an interesting thing. I want to believe. But, uh, you know, it's it, it's it's kind of like you, you see, like these channels pop up all over the place. And I, I, I talk to a lot of Q people and uh, they're heavily invested in the 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 truth and the believing in Q. Um, I, I believe and I disbelieve at the same time, like a lot of conspiracy theories. I want to believe. Well, but at the same time, like where this is this is the time if you're going to do it, like unleash the, uh, the the Patriots, like you say, but it seems like Amen. it's just dragging on and on. I'm very curious to see what happens to the Q people if Biden wins. Like, I want to see what oh. happens there. I feel like Q people are like religious people. You know, like everything happens for a reason. They'll find, they'll connect mm-hmm. dots. And yes. I see like two types of like uh, Q people. I see like ones that are like really hate the liberals. So they, they're on the Q side. Or you get ones that are like very new to the alternative media scene. You know, they're like, that was the, the red pill. And they're like, oh my God, like this Q thing. Can you believe this? You know, and you're seeing a lot of that too. People who are just like started not too long ago. And I feel like people who've been around a little longer, it's like, hey, We've been tricked before. Like, yeah. don't fall for this. Don't get tribal. Don't get, you know. Um, and I also feel like if I talk with a pen in my hand, like Charlie, I'm making better points. You are. <laughs> so I'm going to. Uh, <laughs> That's what I was trying to tell people on Twitter just a couple weeks ago. I was telling them, you know, you, you got to be careful with the tribe that you pick and stuff. I mean, as soon as you start, it, you, 
you feel like you woke up and you're you separated from the mainstream propaganda you cleansed your brain you're no longer brainwashed and then all of a sudden you start identifying with another group of people and that happens yep. those people are bound to let you down at some point and so they, they, these people need to realize they need to step back and truly find who they are as individuals and start truly thinking for themselves and and you're not going to agree 100 with your fellow q people and and that it's a tell sign when they're, they're being brainwashed within their own community, when they all agree on the same thing. If you sit down and talk to some of these people, especially the ones that were uh, red-pilled with Q, they really have a hard time explaining succinctly what they believe and what's going on with Q. And I think it's a lot because they, they, they're just happy to be here. You know? <laughs> and I, I just... Um, I think you said everyone, I, I, me and Sam, we've talked about this a lot. Everyone wants it to be true. We want this accountability to happen to these evil motherfuckers. But you see this play out, this cult of personality, whether it's Obama, the people whose heart's in the right place, but they got played by Obama. Trump, in my opinion, people's heart's in the right place. Think he's this outsider, but he, they're being played by him. Almost BLM's the same thing. People's hearts are in the right place, but they're being played by larger forces. So again, like you said, definitely be careful who you attach your... Um, what wagon you attach your star to because again if any any investment in a single individual or a single group it's going to let you down every time because like yuri bezmanov said there's no organic groups there's no organic revolutions if they're big in any way shape or form they've been they've in some way shape or form been co-opted so and my I, whole opinion in this on q is this is we're we're beyond it we're beyond trump i'm telling you man Q is going to become like V for Vendetta. It's not going to be about drops anymore. It's it's like the internet, dude. And it's just like, if you're waiting for somebody to save you, you're, you're fucked, okay? What I think Q represents to me is that people know that there's this stuff going on and they're railing behind it. And if you're waiting for it to be real, you're you're screwed. I think we're gonna. I I dude. I think it's gonna just like the internet. Jeffrey and I talk about all the time. I say it to Malta. I think the internet got away from them. Okay, these old dudes created this thing, and then their grandkids came and just blew it out. Next thing you know, you think the guys who invented uh uh uh, uh the internet thought Pornhub was gonna be something? I don't know, <laughs> man. But the the point is, is that I think it's past. It's going to get past them. And I don't, whatever Q is now, I think it, it's going to be, we're going to get away from that. It's going to represent something that, and I think Trump could be the last of the two, two party system presidents. I really do believe that we don't need Trump to save us and we don't need Q to save us. We need to start just energizing our fans to get active and not just be like listening and be like, I'm pissed and tweeting, but it's like, it's time to start wondering if we need to start marching on them some stuff and not going nuts and burning shit down, but really get into silent, peaceful, freaking protests along the lines of what Martin Luther King was doing it, but not have one leader so they could take them out and it all goes away, but have no leader and all of us be pushing back on these people. Because, you know, my opinion on Q is this, whether it's a PSYOP or not, the information had to be real enough of it to get the most paranoid human beings in the world to believe in it. And there could be a lot of fake and stuff in there, but there was enough to get these paranoid fucking crazy people who I am one of <laughs> to get behind it. I don't, I'm not, I'm not a Q person. I'm not waiting for Q to save me or Trump to save me. I know what's going on. I've studied it enough and it, it aligns up with what Q has been saying. And if Israel or whoever's putting it out, I don't care. 
because I know what I know and it lines up with that shit long before Q showed up. Yeah. I put a so quote in get my away book from, from Terrence McKenna that said, if you don't have a plan, then you become part of somebody else's plan. And that's what's happened to a lot of these new people that have gotten red pilled, like your Tony was talking about. You get they don't have a plan. So they become part of somebody else's plan. That's the Q plan, whatever that is. Trust the plan, you know, how they, they always do that. And that's fine, but you need to be very careful of, of who's in charge of the plan. And I think that you're probably better off if you if you come at this, if you're a lone wolf or you're an individual that's like, I'm going to do my own thing. Because once you click up in a, in a big group like this Q, you get navigated all over the place and maybe in maybe ways that you didn't want to go. And so, look, I'm like, I'm like everyone in this group. Does it sound great that Q's coming to the rescue, rounding up all the pedos, draining the swamp? Again? Of course, we, want, we all want that. But the trust the plan, sit on your butt and wait around for the plan, I can't do that. Yeah. It's been three years. Yeah. I just can't do that. That, that, is, that is asking you to be passive. And that is absolutely the wrong mentality to have in a situation like this. Sit around and waiting for things to get better, isn't, it just doesn't work. Can we loot just a little bit though? I'm sorry. I just want to, we could just loot just a little bit. I would love like a Louis Vuitton purse. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you you can light looting. Some gentle looting. Yeah. (laughs) Light looting. I like that. Mm -hmm. Well, and again, when I start thinking about Q, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking mostly right wing, mostly conservatives, possibly religious Christians. And it adds, and it lends itself to that kind of messianic psychology of, there's some entity coming to save me. And whether it's Jesus or a Q, I think it, it becomes easier to kind of buy into that when you've already kind of established in your own mind and your own life, this messianic thought process of there's someone coming to save me and absolve the world of, you know what I mean? The, the savior somehow. And well, it's not like, reserved to the religious people though, because then the, the left is just wants the government to do that. Right. But without a doubt, without a doubt. I mean, it's, it's almost the same thing. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's all very kind of misguided, but like what Charlie oh, was saying, it, it's very dangerous, man. When you kind of like, no, I'm not going to sit here and prepare or not going to handle business over here because this is going to come in and take care of it. And it's all going to be gone. When, as we're seeing right now, and like I mentioned in the beginning, like shit's just business is just about to pick up, ladies and gentlemen, especially before the elections and yeah. shit's about to get seriously gnarly on the streets. And I live in St. Louis, so I'm seeing it happen. Your election cycle is starting to affect the entire world. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I have very little hope because the people like rallying the troops, I mean, that sounds like a great idea, but we've got science on our side. We've got data on our side. It's so obvious. It's so overt. It's on the boxes. It's on the CDC website. The data's fucked. The testing's fucked. Everything is, is upside down and people are still like in, in just embedded as, as, more than I can ever imagine into this, into this mentality where they're starting to demonize people without masks or whatever. I mean, I don't know what it takes for, for it to be on our side as far as data and everything goes. I mean, it, it doesn't take long to look past them. I mean, you don't even have to go past the mainstream media far at all. You, get, you can go right to the, the main sources, and it's still, it's still so obvious. So I think, I, it's I think almost hopeless. 
I think that just shows you though the fact that everybody is still the majority of people are still brainwashed they're still buying into the propaganda they still don't believe that you know the mainstream media is out to get them listen it doesn't matter if you're on the left or the right when it comes to like in this in the states here with the mainstream media if you're on fox and stuff fox can do no wrong if you if you love fox they, they do no wrong I, I i have people in my life that are like that and then the same thing on the on the right on the left side and so i i just think that you know it's um well, I think it's just it's a lose lose. I honest. agree. I, that's what I'm saying. It's it's it feels hopeless right now. I mean, even Fox is throwing the mask on. I mean, even they're they're starting to comply with. I mean, even Trump's wearing a mask now. I mean, it's pretty. I thought that Disney was going to be Fox? some 3D chess, though, with Trump wearing the mask. I thought I then all the left. Then they turn on it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <mask> right. <laughs> didn't they, didn't Disney buy oh. Fox now? Oh so yeah. Seeing Fox yeah. of the same rulers. So now they're going to make everybody wear Darth Vader masks instead. Mm -hmm. Aren't we like, um, I've got, I forget the name of the website, but it's a, it's a website that shows how, how uh, honest each country is with their reporting. And I think we're like, God, we're like number number one, 50 or something. Yeah. We're down there. Well, you, uh, you guys might know in Canada, but I remember hearing a story before that, like in Canada, you need some type of, uh, meet some guidelines to be considered news and and media or whatever. And then Fox news was trying to go to Canada and they couldn't get that certificate or those be certified as a news station because it was too much opinion or something like that. I, well, a lot of your guys's news things are, if you look at their classification or genre, they're under news entertainment. And that's not just Fox. I think that's like all of them, a bunch of them. And then, yeah, I mean, I'm not defending the well, our news press. is pretty bad too. I mean, Let me yeah. ask they do put. I mean, they do impress me once in a while, but it's it's you know. In general, they're just a puppet for the the but government here. Exactly, it's, it's, a, it's a complete opposite of what you guys have right now. Well, like like Sam said, and I completely agree with him. Like every, Fox News just happens to be on the right side right now, just because they're defending their team. If their team was on the wrong side, they'd also be defending them. So, like, if this was the Iraq War, you know, they'd be like, "Yeah, those damn Muslims! Like, well, let's make America, uh, you know, safe and and let's fight terrorism." So it's like, yeah, they're right, but it doesn't mean they're always right. And th- this is like a huge issue with like you share a tweet, you share a news article, you share a podcast, you share anything, and people immediately will say, "Oh, that's Fox News, or that's MSNBC, mm-hmm. or that's a liberal, or that's con- conservative, or that's well." their moral compass might not be the motivator to why they're maybe doing a good article or a good journalism, but it doesn't Guys, mean you I have completely to jump up. I'm uh, jump oh. off. Sorry. I, oh, I sorry. Just Stay. arrived. My apologies. I'm sorry to ch- cut you off, Ricky. No, no. You, I, I got to jump. I love you guys. If you're in San Diego, see me this weekend at the uh, at the co- American Comedy Company. I love you all very much. I look forward to this in two weeks. Sorry, I cut off everybody. Take care. Love you, bye, Sam. Bye. 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 Sam. Bye. Bye. You should let the babies take over. Yeah. Yeah. Ghost and the ninja run the show. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Somebody said something about it's doomed or, I mean, I, I, I definitely, we, I mean, we're all kind of, even though I think we all try to stay in the light and recognize this too shall pass. It's, it's difficult talking to people, even on the, you know, opposing sides. Cause like no matter whatever facts you give them and whether it's this or anything we've talked about nine 11 or anything, everyone has their confirmation bias. And regardless of the facts you try to hit them with, you know, they'll, it just oftentimes doesn't work. And it goes back to some a, a phrase that I've heard a lot lately. It's easier to, uh, to lie to people than to show them that they've been lied to. Like, yeah. No it's easier one to trick someone to convince them they've been tricked. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, and I think we all kind of fall for that to some degree, but 
we, we see these people like we're talking about the numbers and the stats on 99.7 percent you're going to survive from this why are we shutting everything down they didn't yeah. do that for tuberculosis or influenza or everything throughout the years so I, I think it's a really really dangerous time and i've said throughout the time on our show people's ignorance and i don't mean that as a pejorative statement but people's ignorance being the lack of information can become very dangerous and we're i think we're seeing that right now we have snitch lines now I saw someone send me a thing of you see somebody without a mask, take a picture of them and send it to this government agency. Like we had that too in New York, but then like they were just sending in dick pics. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. That's the social credit system, though, right there. That's the beginning of the social credit system. I mean, yes. Chrissy, can you put that number on the screen just in case we uh, we get bored? In this <laughs> oh God, yeah. Whose was it? God, this was months ago. This was like at the beginning of the quar. Okay. We'll have all a bunch of. Um, you said beginning of the quar. Is that what the kids are calling it now? The quar. <laughs> the quar. Yeah. Even it has slang. Yeah, yeah I mean. That I think that's the scary thing, right? Is like how far they will go for their political agenda. I mean, small businesses are ruined. Like we're talking about, kids are getting beaten because of the anxiety of their the the parents and 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 like just all you know the unstable homes are getting worse and and it just like you're ruining people's lives all for a bigger you know for your own agenda. And it's like it's going to have long term effects on people's psyche, on you know all types of things. And it's like. It, it just it, it should make people weary of like, hey, like th there's no lengths people will go for their for more money and power and whatever agenda they're pushing. I mean, big pharma has incredible power. The military and a lot of us, when we first got into alternative media, a lot of the conversation surrounded the military industrial complex because that was some of the biggest influencers on our policy and what was going on in the world. But now pharma spends more on lobbying and marketing and propaganda than military industrial complex way more i mean you saw well, that's it. why i call it now the military industrial pharmaceutical telecommunications complex we got to add a couple of little tags there now oh <laughs> I, I, I put it in my new book i got a i got forget hollywood called oh, called the no. military information terror complex which takes google and the terrorism industry and the military and puts all uh, all that together. Yeah, it, we it's 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 ripe for a re a, a reboot of the military industrial complex because nobody knows what the industrial part means, and we don't have any industrial in this country anymore. Well, it's think turned of, into more than that. It's it brought in the information component. It's brought in pharma into it as well. It's it's really it's really a devious system. And you would and you know you you turn on. You know, you turn on your TV in here in, in the U.S. at least and watch your nightly news, which none of us really do, of course, but but we know that it's happening. And 60% of the ad revenue that's on there comes from the pharmaceutical industry. So you can't have an honest conversation on the nightly news about the pros and cons of a new experimental vaccine or this mm -hmm. or that, or maybe we should do this. Right. Because it's because if you if some guy goes rogue on, on the nightly news, he'll get pulled into a, a, into a conference tomorrow morning with his boss saying, you know, Merck's threatening to pull all their ads from us. So you need to shut up or get on board or we're going to get, or you're going to be out of here. So so every casual observer of this, who's kind of like, well, I'll just watch the nightly news and then I'll see how things are coming with the vaccines. And that seems promising, right? Well, you know, you're not going to get a, you're not going to get an accurate story there, but, but the casual observer doesn't even doesn't realize that they don't realize how much money is flowing into the media and how the media and big pharma are connected like this. And they also have forgotten that every single big pharma company, top 25 big companies all have one thing in common. They're all convicted felons. Every single really? one of them. 
they've all been found guilty of felonies for their actions, for hurting people, for killing people, for lying about product safety, for all this stuff. And yet you're going to go sign up for an experimental vaccine and be the first in line. Good luck. You're an idiot. If you do that, you're a fu- you get everything you deserve if you do that. With that. That's how they get you. Well, That's you look at the you. last election, and I have three pens to see if this point makes more sense. <laughs> <now>. uh, <laughs> uh, if you look at the last ex- election, it was at the height of a real epidemic. I mean, it was the pill epidemic. And I live in Massachusetts. I have friends. I mean, I remember one year, like within like six months, I went to like maybe four wakes and funerals, and they're all people underneath the age of 30. So this was like actually killing young people, and it was a real epidemic. And, and during the election, guess what topic wasn't even talked about, even though this was like a huge issue uh, going across all of the U.S. And that's the pill epidemic. Nobody brought it up. Why? Because they couldn't. And, you know, I've heard Robert Kenny uh, Jr. talk about it, how I forget who he was friends with or his dad was friends with uh, growing up from Fox News or whatnot. But he had some connections to Fox News and they're like, well, yeah, we'd love to have you on. But the t- second we have you on, we would get uh, a call immediately and we'd be in trouble. And we so we can't, you know, we can't have you on and have a discussion. So and actually speaking of that, he's having a debate with um, the, the uh, Dershowitz. yeah, Dershowitz, Dershowitz, you know, the, the, yeah, that's, that's because Dershowitz and Robert Kennedy Jr.'s father were friends. And uh, so he's having this friendly debate. He was actually on Del Big Tree's High Wire show and they had like yeah. a little uh, discussion. He's seen, I mean, it, it sucks that because he's so creepy and he and it's like how is it even if he gets killed in this debate how is anybody going to be like oh look it's a win for us because it's like who do you beat a guy who's not an expert you know and and they're just going to use that like oh he's not an expert like what does he know he's just an attorney who who you know likes what, his grand, what was it his niece or his his sister's daughter whoever that was that just died in the lake like they're still killing kennedy's man yeah, and they had ties to the Gates Foundation, the, the yes, mom and the, and the kid. If anybody well, hasn't seen uh, James Corbett's Gates documentary, you know, it's four parts. It's about two hours, I think, uh, all four parts combined. The Gates are the new Rockefellers. Like yes. the way that they had influence on everything. I mean, when you look at like their influence on NPR, BBC, I mean, so many different organizations all over the world. It, it's crazy and what's crazy is that like he kind of went under the radar like until now like i i don't even think james knew i think i talked about it when he was on my show like i'm not even sure he was aware of how much influence he had you know like a lot of people would talk about bill gates you know depopulation agenda um which it's always hilarious because it's like he's promoting vaccines to save lives but he's also talking about depopulation. I'm like, you're contradicting yourself. You're not even making I mean, any he, sense. He, he's cut from that eugenicist cloth. His dad oh, is, is old school eugenics too. So we mentioned that yesterday when I was back uh, commentating, Pat Militich's fight against Michael Nunn, which was fucking amazing. The next day it was me, Pat, Jason Burmis, and another gentleman. We did a little uh, little conversation, which is on Burmis' channel. And we were talking about Bill Gates and his his eugenics background, which which goes very deep. Yeah, I uh, highly recommend people checking out that documentary. Weirdly enough, and James was kind of surprised too, that documentary hasn't been pulled off YouTube. It's like still there, which is like, it's so unusual the things that they're, I mean, because James has a huge, uh, I mean, he might be, it might be shadow banned. I mean, that might be another way of indirectly uh, kind of banning him without like pissing off all his fans, 
you know, just making it impossible for new people to see it, you know, who are just searching certain topics or whatnot, which I'm seeing a lot of too, because I'll be looking for a video that somebody I'm a fan of did. I'll Google it or, or, or search it on, uh, on YouTube. And I going down the pages and I can't find the video and I'm like, well, let me just go directly to their uh, page and look for it. And, uh, so there's a lot of chat banning going on, but yeah, I mean, the crazy thing about all this is the fact that none of us really know what the fuck's going to happen and what's going on and, and really what the greater agenda is. I mean, obviously there's a vaccine agenda and all this stuff, but how far are they going to push these agendas and push society and, and the, you know, just the people to, to the point where like, we're going to have some serious social unrest and, and some real protesting. I mean, a lot of people like Sam said, I think, you know, people in the alternative me, like we need to go out there. We need to go protest. It's like, Right now, like they haven't mandated vaccines right now. They haven't like done a whole lot of like they haven't, I, I think, went over the edge yet. But like the second like they start doing that stuff and maybe mandating vaccines or doing something like that, like people are going to fucking lose it. And, yeah. and, you know, and I think it's like you and Jeff has said this uh, a bunch of times. Jeffrey has mentioned he's like people were angry while they still had money and their bellies full. So wait till and usually that's when revolutions happen. It's like a lot of people will complain about it, but go on with their everyday lives while they can. But the second like their everyday lives are affected where you don't have money, you don't have uh, food, you don't have safety. That's when like it really sparks a revolution. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think that it's going to be a soft mandate, though. It's not going to come from your government. It's going to come from the corporations and it's going to come mm. from your accessibility your to everything and your peers. I mean, you don't have to even tell everybody they have to do it because we'll be tricked just like we were tricked with the masks. With the mask, you'll just yeah. want to take that mask off so bad and get the, you'll get the jab. And then you can show your certificate, whatever that form, whatever form it comes in to go on airplanes and to go to the store and to go to this and that. I mean, it could just happen through the corporations and big tech. I mean, maybe they, they are going to do this whole thing. And then the, the shaming and the social, social media, engineering, baby. social engineering, dog training. One one is where so we're seeing by, by the time. Yeah. Cause if the government came out and said, you have to do it. Yeah. You'd probably have a little bit, a little bit of a revolution, but what if they don't, mm -hmm. what if they trick you to the point where you, you know, you, you, you realize after the fact, like you're stuck if you don't do it, it's you're going out to the woods and getting off grid—that's going to be the choice, or you, or you, or you, you start participating in this technocratic dystopian society where you're. Well, and I think who I think it was uh, Ricky who just brought up. The, he kept saying agenda, agenda, and having Rosa Quarry on not too long ago talking about Agenda Twenty One, and obviously that's been planned out for quite a while. I mean, this is definitely some long game shit we're doing. Like we're in the throes, just in the immediate throes of a much larger plan, which you know, having James Corbett on a while ago. Tying, we were just talking about climate change at the time, but this this notion of moving ourselves from this resource based economy to an energy based economy, and the technocracy, the Internet of Things, the smart grid, like this, what we're what we're dealing with right now is just the infant stages of a larger, larger reset, which I'm sure we're all pretty much aware of. But and yeah, we're not this, even this, sure what the agenda is, and that's the thing. Like a lot of times it's only after it plays out that it becomes clear like, oh, this is what they were attempting to do. Because you're seeing it now with the lockdown, right? Like the the hard lockdown, it's almost like gas prices, right? Like let's like gas prices will be a dollar. Then they're like, let's raise it to a hundred dollars. And then it'll come down to $50. And you'll be like, oh, at least it came down. But now 50 doesn't seem bad because they raised it. You know, same thing with the lockdown. It's like, let's lock everything down. 
now we'll, we'll just ease things up back a little bit. Like you still have to wear masks. You still have to do this. You still got it, but it's not as bad as the lockdown. So we're, we're happy. You know, it's, it's like, like a sale on designer clothes. You're like, well, I'll spend $200 for this dress. Cause it was 500. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. They always say like metaphor yeah. in a room full of dudes. But <laughs> no, no, I get it. I totally what does that mean? It. We're bad dressers. What are you trying to say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What you? Well, it gives you that, it gives you that notion. You're actually saving money. Yeah. Well, yes, it's a delusion. Yeah, don't say, "Oh, look at you know the sale price," and then the and you'll never see it for the actual price, the regular price. It's like I've never even seen it for that price. I mean, they just make shit up. It's same thing with I mean, but this is how dumb people are, right? Like, look at the ninety nine cents thing, right? It's always like four ninety nine, you know, uh, twenty four ninety nine, and it's like, hey, look, it's you know, it's it's under twenty five bucks, quite twenty five bucks, yeah, not quite. Exactly. I'm saving money. And it's yeah. like those tricks work. There's a great documentary yes. actually from Canada. Uh, I had somebody from the film some years ago that called the corporation and uh, you might be, you guys might be familiar with it, but they really, that, uh, my, did you say Michael Moore? What? And that who that did the corporation? How dare you think that I'm telling people to watch Michael Moore? That's what I thought. I like how you were so polite that you just like, yeah, Michael Moore, right, Rick? Yeah, you're just suggesting Michael Moore movie. Uh, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm making sure I'm not the last one. I'm the last one off this call because Jeff will talk shit about me for suggesting this Michael Moore movie. Never, but I'm, never. I'm kidding. Really. But no, it was it wasn't Michael Moore. It was a great documentary. I think at the time it was like the most watched or viewed documentary uh, from Canada and. It, they dissect it really i mean it, it's all stuff we we more or less know but for the average person it, it really dissects like all the psychology science the strategies and the, all the minds and and that that come together to try to sell you shit you know that try to you know the right colors the right uh textures on 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 snacks the right everything like it, it is brainwashing and it's so controlled and it and it's so well uh thought out that and it's pulling at desires and things you're not even aware of mm -hmm. that it's an unfair battle you know when your kids can't put down their tablet it's an unfair battle because it's easy to yell at your kid like hey have some self-control put that thing but there's psychologists and scientists that are understanding how to keep your kid onto that you know how to make you addicted to this thing i mean there's uh, obviously there's all the social experiments that facebook has done and and i'm sure all the social media uh accounts like dissecting like okay well, if we show you certain things we don't show you certain things i've talked about this video before it's called free is a lie it's on youtube uh, and you can see it's a great video that kind of shows you how you know you're paying for these services you're not paying with it with money you're not paying with it with uh uh you know with actual currency but you're paying with it with your with, with your privacy you're paying with mm -hmm. it by by them being able to manipulate you i mean look at the whole tiktok thing right like not everybody's afraid of tiktok because you know of, of china and whatnot and we how many apps do we have on our phones that we just like people are agreeing to yeah you can you can do this yeah sure whatever i'll agree to it i just want this this free app and next yeah, thing yes, you know you can have access to my files my microphone yeah. my camera yeah, exactly. As as and then, and then all, all and, and here's another great documentary called, and it's older, and it's almost more relevant now than it was when it came out. It's called Terms Terms and Services May Apply, and it talks about this. and And they screenshot terms of services, right, uh, that you're agreeing to, and they'll change them, and wow. they don't even tell you that they changed them. and And they also talked about, uh, and what happens is there'll be some archive of the, the initial terms and services and they'll catch people in it like hey you changed it you never asked me again but they also dissect how how the the wording you know like you need to 
degree to, to like understand it and to really yeah. dissect what, what you're giving them uh, a permission for and how they put certain things and paragraphs in small writing. So you just kind of skim through it, you know? And uh, so it, it's, it's quite obvious that they know that nobody reads this shit. So we're giving access to everything. And uh, so it just, it, it is, it almost seems like a unfair battle. Like we have constantly have things fighting uh, to 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 brainwash us and uh, push us in one direction or another direction, and we're not even aware of it. And the average person, and that's why I have like this internal dilemma. It's like, okay, do I am I should I be mad at the average person who's falling for all these tricks, or do I understand how complex these tricks are and say, hey, you know what? Like, I almost feel bad for you because if you're not aware of this stuff, you know, if you don't, if something doesn't break through and red pill you, like it's it's almost unfair. And and your first. Uh, uh, like like Jeff said that that quote like it's easier to trick somebody than convince them they've been tricked. The second you're you know you're trying to break somebody's walls down and be like, hey, everything you thought was true is a fucking lie. Like your first reaction is you don't yeah. want to believe that, you know, and it's hard you. to get through that. That's why like having these conversations with people who who resist you, like sometimes they're necessary because they might resist you during that conversation. But as long as you plant that seed and they have that conversation with you, and then next thing you know, somebody else they're talking to is kind of having you know similar type of outlook on things or they watch a documentary or whatever and everything's planting these seeds and um and next thing you know you're like maybe there's something to this you know so uh, i i think it's it is hard it's hard to like have conversation with people who you feel like are completely brainwashed but i feel like sometimes like i have to speak up even if it means like possibly getting in a small type of conflict because if i don't like i can't just like if i'm not saying something i'm letting them continue the propaganda and say something that i know is wrong and well it's it's a slippery slope with that having your opinion and let and not not letting not to have your opinion but to not let your opinion have you where you feel like you Mm -hmm. need to speak out i say to pat all the time my co-host he goes back and forth with people on facebook like how the fuck do you have the energy to do that i just don't necessarily but at the end of the day and i've i've for lack of a term suffered from it myself you hear people say something that you may not agree, but it plants the seed that if you maybe want to go look it up later on down the line, because I think a lot of a lot of people have this thing where they need to be right. They have so much yeah. ego in their in their view of the world. They have to be right. That's why you see these back and forth arguments on Facebook. Just I mean, I think our job is just plant that fucking seed mm-hmm. and just germinate it with conversations like this. And again, you can't have the yin without the yang. Not everybody's going to fall in line or believe it or whatever else. But as long as we just do our effort to maybe plant those seeds. And not necessarily beat people over the head like, God damn it, why are you so fucking stupid? Why don't you see this? Which sometimes it's so frustrating. That's how you feel. But planting the seeds can can really bear a lot of fruit. And I've seen it happen. Yeah, that's what's great about Q going a little bit more mainstream. Like, yeah, you shouldn't believe 100% of it. But it's, it's, it's planting the necessary seed of like, what if, you know? And I think more, more and more people are just questioning stuff they took for granted and what they've been told and discernment a huge i mean well, again i'm not trying to get into a referendum on q or anything but discernment is key to a lot of this because we now know it's le- they've been doing it already but it's legal to propagandize us and there's been so much going on you know whether it's just everything you I mean there's they, they can now throw out stuff legally to just muddy the waters and then this information kind of fast food era of fast food of gathering information people just watch like the 30 minute news and think they're informed on shit just because of whatever's out there right now and when everything is so much deeper and nothing is as it seems. So just there's layers to so many of these things that have to be peeled back. So there's no shortcuts to thinking to any of these kind of conversations, but discernment's a huge component to trying to decipher what's bullshit and what's not. 
Mike, yeah, you I, doing some whippets there? Yeah, are you huffing? <laughs> uh, no, I have a computer, well, mixer malfunction. The right channel on mixer completely died. And so I was trying to blow it out with air. And so I'm having some technical difficulties. That was silly string at first. But like, like Tony said earlier, and I think it's so important to, to make sure you don't leave a team to join another team and not realize it. You know, and the Q thing is like that. You know, like when I was raised a Catholic and I like, I was so fascinated with like Richard Dawkins and Christopher Hitchens and all these atheists that really had like, they were questioning things. And then next thing you know, they're talking about foreign policy and they're like, yeah, those Muslims. And I'm like, Oh, you're falling for propaganda. And you're like, you know, you're falling for war propaganda. And it's like, you're not as open-minded as I thought. Like you're actually taking your hatred of religion and letting it uh, blur your, your, your vision and, and your perspective the same way that religious people might, let their religious values or, or beliefs blur the way they look at the world. So it, it is dangerous. Like you have to catch yourself like it, the Q thing, it, same thing. Like there, you know, there, there's a lot of good in the fact that maybe it's red pilling people and people are going down this rabbit hole. But once you join a team right now, you're on the Q team, whatever that movement agrees, like this is what our, what we believe you might get sucked into that too. You know? So that's the nice thing about these round table discussions is like everybody has slightly different ideas and values, but we can come together and say, Hey, like we kind of all agree on some things and a lot of other stuff we're not sure of, we're willing to discuss. And none of us are on a team per se, you know, that uh, besides truth seeking and 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 exploring ideas well and, that, and i was just uh, thank you you just kind of stole my last line the exchange of ideas and these kind of dialogues are absolutely essential and you know you get into this far left bullshit it's like hey i don't agree with you so no you can't come to this campus to have this conversation dialogues and disagreeing is absolutely absolutely essential so i mean without that you know it just like you said everyone just kind of it's almost like vaccines, like the conform consent, like you, or informed consent. Like you don't really have all the information, but you're jumping on a team that you don't really have all the facts on. But I mean, I think that's hugely important. I actually have to dip off guys because my daughter's looking at me, asking me why I'm not making dinner. But um, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> well, I was going to say, just keep the camera on, and we'll turn this into a cooking show. <laughs> <laughs> Whipping up some tacos at the Wilson house. <laughs> no, but I, I so appreciate all of you guys, man. Um, again, keep doing these because these kind of conversations are truly essential, man. Because I don't know, it's the the thought police is after all of us, and uh, I think it's important that we continue to exchange ideas. You know, agree without being violent and disagreeable. But I think, however, we take the different road down the river, we're all getting to the same end of the river. And I think most of us kind of agree on a lot of this shit. How we get there might be a little different, but ultimately. You know, we all just want the same shit, man. Just, you know, the right to life, freedom, pursuit of happiness. Um, without free college. We all want the same thing. <laughs> free college. I don't know about that. <laughs> free Britney Spears. <laughs> yes. Oh, hashtag. You're right. Yeah. Well, well, Chris, did you do that? No, someone who did? Yeah. Who did yeah. It was me and Sam yeah, and Jay a, and Isaac. It was a great show. That was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. it yeah. I, needed to was gonna, I didn't. I saw that hashtag free. I didn't know what that meant exactly. Because I was so Brittany was going to be with us today, but she couldn't get permission. Well, I've been so busy getting <laughs> caught up on the entanglement. Of Will Smith and Jada Pickensmith. I haven't been able, to, been able to live my life. So I'm going to actually go back to that right now because I really give a fuck about what's going on with Jada and Will then Smith. Then move on to Chrissy Teigen when you're done. Oh yeah, my God. There you go. I think what's really <laughs> unique about the Free Britney thing and us even doing a video on it, it like invites a whole new group of people to start questioning. What, what is the thing? What is the, Are they saying the, every the, other the, day? Uh, God, if I were to. 
If I were to sum it up, it would be like Britney's MK Ultra is short circuiting and or like it did in a big way in 2008. And then she went under this thing called the conservatorship where her dad and her lawyer basically drew something up where they had ultimate say of, of her life. And um, she can't drive. She can't vote. She can't have her own lawyer for anything of the millions she makes every year. She gets 78 K uh, just as her like spending money. Um, yeah. She had, she actually had to take down like a, I'm with her picture off her Instagram. Cause she was with Hillary and she had to take it down because she's like legally not allowed to vote because of this fucking crazy agreement that she's in. And she's like 37, That's 38. Crazy. Now her dad is super abusive and uh, like that, you know, if she doesn't take her pills. You know, he threatens to take away her sons, which she has, you know, partial custody of. So it's yeah. messy. And, and we went into like deep about Disney and the Mickey mouse club and yeah. Yeah. So you want to be a pop star, eh? Oh, my God. Yeah. All right, guys. Love you guys. Till next time, man. All right, Jeffrey. Yeah, Jeffrey. Thanks for coming out. I got to read you, you guys. Nice to meet you, Tony and uh, Chrissy. And we'll yes, see you guys later. Nice to meet you guys. Yeah. Like your big Don't book touch it about black people when I'm gone. Hey, I would say, though, that, you know, we, we really need to, lo- like, the Q people or anybody, really, they really need to know where their loyalties lie and know what the consequences of their loyalties are. And if they know what the consequences of the loyalties are for whatever group they want to identify with, and they're okay with that, then fine. But I don't think people think that far ahead. And I think that, like I said earlier, I really believe that they're setting themselves up for uh, a big emotional letdown when they find out that their, their blind loyalty to this new group they found that they are all, pardon the phrase, trumped up on is like just gone it, it, it something happens and that's i really this is my fu- the future is tony coming out here but i really have this gut feeling something's gonna happen between now and november that's going to really tarnish publicly trump and his mm. base following i think is going to fall out and uh, fall, fall out from him but also rise up in defense of him and it's going to be a big clash and i think we're setting ourselves up for an extreme storm in november not just between trump and O'Biden, but by uh, through a bunch of different fractions of society and that's what we have right now we're living in society right now we're at civil war right now and we have not just one side versus another side we have all these different little fractions of society that have grouped up together through their group identities because nobody identifies themselves individually and they're going to be fighting each other i really have this just gut feeling i don't know how it's going to happen i got some theories i'm not ready to release to the public yet but uh it, it's just one of those things where i'm really concerned about i'm wondering if it's a possibility that they could get galene maxwell to like somebody somewhere could pay her off or get her to implicate trump in the I, epstein stuff it's going to be biden's vp okay so <laughs> there's you guys know sean atwood right yeah yep so he was interviewing Maria Maria Farmer and he didn't flinch at this when she said it and it's not going anywhere. I posted on my Twitter and I got somebody who replied with an eye roll like I'm just picking at stuff. But Maria Farmer literally said in the clip when it talked about uh, her and her sister and the trafficking of pictures and stuff and being passed around. She was talking to the FBI. She said it include it involved Donald Trump and Bill Clinton and nobody's talking about it. Oh, and I don't understand why. 
I, I don't know if I'm missing something. Maybe I don't understand something. Maybe I, I totally misunderstood the situation. But I posted the video on my Twitter and it got like no reaction except for shame on you, Tony, for pointing at something out that we don't agree with. I'm just like, well, Tony, I, the, the problem with this is the fact that it, you'll get much more positive attention if you just pick a team like where we all are, where we where we say, hey, I'm, I'm willing to expose both sides like we're not going to get the most likes and for us yeah, it's, it's suicide like we, if we just pick a team we all said like hey guys let's join on like the queue let's join uh let's be liberals or whatever and then it's like oh they're with us and they'll just come along but it's like when we say hey we don't know and we're willing to question everything they're like wait i don't know either so why would i want to join your group <laughs> you know it's like it, it, it is it, it just uh i, I think because if it was just exposing clinton or trump you'd get the other side who's going to help you like share that video. But because you're exposing both you're like, well, I don't want to share it because he's also exposing my side, my guy, yeah. my tribe, you know? So I think, but that's that, that clip is what I'm talking about where I really believe that something like that, if that comes out over the next few months, it is utter chaos in every direction in this country. And I, I'm just like, I'm ready to head for the Hills. I, I got to find a bunker somewhere because <laughs> I'm, I'm not sticking in the Philly area. That's for sure. Yeah. Hey guys, I got to wrap this up. Uh, yeah. I got to well, get out of here. Let's. Uh, yeah. Well, the truth is, you're with Jeffrey, and you want some of those tacos. That is. Right? I, just, mm. I am. I am kind of hungry right now. <laughs> is that a real dog behind you? Yeah. Uh, behind me. It's yeah. Godzilla. Yeah. It was Godzilla, but down there is my oh. Shiba, Shiba Inu. It's Hana. I thought it was a stuffed dog. It was like really uh, still. Just, he doesn't like me, but uh, we're, we're hmm. friends. <laughs> But uh, thanks, guys, for being with me. I really, really appreciate it. These are always fun. Like like we said in the beginning of the show, we're going to try to do these every other week. And I'll throw you guys an invite. When you can make it, great. When you can't, no big deal. If you can show up for a couple minutes, jump in. And as people get more comfortable with uh, you know, just the people who you see on the show, the conversation will get even, hopefully, even more fun and more casual and will be more... Uh, likely to to feel comfortable challenging each other and stuff like that. So that's what we want. We want people who are just open to sharing ideas, but also challenging ideas. And I think we're all in search of uh, you know of truth and 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 doing that. So uh, I think it'll, it'll be fun. So definitely, you know, keep them coming. Join us anytime you can for however long you can. And uh, hopefully, this thing keeps growing. And and also, we we help all everybody involved. Uh, you should cue the music because I will not shut. <laughs> Shut the hell up until you do. There we go. agent. But uh, but thanks again, guys. I appreciate it. And we'll keep in touch. Thanks, Mike, as always, for uh, getting your studio back together in time to do this. And uh, and you know, I'm sure we'll talk soon. Absolutely. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, guys. All thanks, right, guys. 